While your day is winding down, they're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day, from local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard, to listen, and where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. Good evening. Welcome to South Coast Tonight. I'm Chris McCarthy. Marcus Farrow's here. Hey. So I thought Tim Cruz was very impressive. I thought that was excellent. Right? That was a great interview. Marcus, you keep hanging around with guys like Cruz and Hodge, and they're going to flip you. You're going to be worried. No. <laughs> I'm worried about our show, Marcus. I think they're going to convert you. I'll bring yeah. in some new woke liberal. Yeah, right, yeah. Right. The, the show will be ruined. <laughs> the show will be ruined. <laughs> it will be ruined. Marcus will be going, that's right. <laughs> Where's Trump? <laughs> we won't ruin you, though, Marcus. The um, no, but I thought he was very good, and um, I thought he was. Uh, I thought he was good. He's on message. Uh, I thought he had. Um, you know, he 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 stayed like stern with a tough on crime type of messaging, while also um, being open to, like you said, the diversion. Uh, right. The diversion side of it, which is really the crux of a lot of progressive campaigns for district attorney. You know what he struck me as? He struck me as a seasoned guy who's not an ideologue. Yes. You know, he's a tough on crime guy because he's seen the victims. and um, But he's not steered by some phantom ideology. Um, I thought he got a lot of depth um, and uh, a lot of experience. And um, and there's a, look, look. You folks in Plymouth County will have a real choice this November. Just keep in mind, he, he doesn't have an opponent in the, in the primary, right, Marcus? He does not. Okay, so he'll be the Republican nominee, and I don't think the Democrat is an opponent either, right? He does not. Okay, and he'll be here tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah. Um, I won't be because of my uh, my uh, my lack of kidneys. I'll be at the house. We, I generally don't. I'm mean, not able to make it on Tuesdays and Thursdays. But um, anyway, we'll, we'll I get didn't plan change. that. That's no, I, just I, the way the schedule works. I know, I know that. You way. know. So. The um, but so so the reality of it is is that we have the primary coming up, but both of these candidates, that that election is already decided. But you, you have till November to make up your mind. But there's a real clash of of um, of, of world view really between those two candidates. Oh yeah, decidedly you know? yes. Right. Um, so, uh, I mean. Like he said, he's, you know, he's a longtime Republican incumbent, right. uh, and he's endorsed by, you know, all the police departments. He said virtually all the police departments in his county. And, uh, and Rashawn Hall is a, a lawyer for the ACLU. Right. So diametrically opposed. And, and, and I, you know, I talked about it being endorsed by, uh, Markey and Warren. I think Joe Kennedy uh, has jumped in that race as well. Uh, Although with Joe Kennedy, you never know. I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's not the first. He yanked, he's yanked a couple endorsements. I've seen, I've seen him do it. Yeah. Look, I um, I like Joe Kennedy Jr. Um, I don't agree with him on a lot of issues, but I do Joe like Kennedy him personally. Third. I'm sorry, Joe, Joe, Joe. Yeah, Joe, Joe, Joe. Yeah. The, um, I do, I do like him personally. I do. Yeah, he's a great guy, and I think he would have made a better senator than Markey. I um, also agree. But it's like you know, it's very interesting. John Mitchell talked about endorsements, right? He said he said that the downside to endorsing someone is usually higher than the downside of not endorsing them. Yes, right? and um, we're seeing that play out. Although I don't think it's fair. I do think the Arroyo kid. 
I don't know. I don't know much more than what's been in the paper. I don't know anything more that's been in the paper. Um, I do feel bad for him. I do think that he's getting the treatment that Kavanaugh got. It's, it's, I didn't look up his comments during the Kavanaugh uh, situation, but I'm sure he thought Kavanaugh was getting treated properly fine, and now he sees what happens. I don't know for sure because I didn't look, but he's being accused well, of being accused. He's, yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, when he was a kid, and it's illegal, and it's illegal to it's illegal to release information on these types of cases. It's worse than illegal, Mark. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's exactly. worse than illegal. Yeah. So, How do you? You know, there's the famous saying by uh, Donovan, um, the Secretary of Labor under under uh, uh, President Reagan, after he was acquitted. Where do I go to get my reputation back? Right, right. Um, but you know what? Here's the thing: there's Ed Flynn, the, the president of the Boston City Council. Oh yeah, he withdrew his endorsement. Right, and then pulled him off uh, a couple of committee chairmanships, which was really something. Uh, Joe Kennedy the third pulled his endorsement. Michelle Wu stayed put. She has. And uh, Ayanna Presley stayed put. Ayanna Presley won't address it now. That's ba- that's the same thing as far as I'm concerned. Um, you know what? It's funny you say that because I've been thinking about it backwards and forwards. I think that you you got to reaffirm the endorsement. Yeah. Um, or it's almost, it's almost like you pulled it when yeah. you won't comment on it. It's not helping the guy. Yeah, I suppose not. You, you can't. This guy's in the fight for his life. Right. Right. Because where does he go to get his reputation back? And the fact that she's not reaffirming it um, but not pulling it is not good for him. Um, it's, maybe it's good for her. I don't think it is. Yeah. Um, I think you're better off doing. Look, when I'm with somebody, like, I'm with them. Right. Yeah. And um, and the thing is this. I know my friends, right? And my friends have been in jams. Well, we all have friends who have been in jams. And um, I stick with my friends. 508-996-0500 is how you can get on the program. I still think Arroyo's going to win. Um, oh, I think he may because he might. Because what's happened to him is such an injustice. Yeah. I don't know what happened in high school. Right. Nobody does. Right. And the fact that now they're bringing it out, it's no coincidence. Right. It's strange to me that the globe is doing this. I agree. Um, I don't think we... Look, we get all kinds of information. Some we put out, some we don't. But I don't think I would go anywhere near this story if I was them. Would would you have? Uh, Probably not, again, given the the nature of the... Of how that probably came about, uh, I probably would not have. Um, and uh, again, we'll see how that plays out. But five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. So there's a lot of DA races going on. There's one in Plymouth, uh, Barnstable County. It seems like that guy. You know, we were talking. It seems like that guy Higgins has got it. Uh, he's he. Uh, I he have a primary. I think he does. He has a primary. Uh, I think a three way primary. But That's he's got right. the endorsement of O'Keefe. Uh, and I don't know the other attorney that they brought in from uh, for the Democratic side. Nobody does because he, he's coming in from Norwell and he just moved to, I don't know, Monument Beach or something. Okay. But I feel like here's here's how I think of this is that you've been waiting 20 years for Michael O'Keefe to leave. Yeah. Actually, I remember uh, a comment when Michael O'Keefe decided to leave. I remember a comment from the, the senator, Julian Sear, the senator out in the Cape and Islands. Right. And he had said, uh, you know, 
give the platitudinous thanks for your service and all of that, and then had basically said, well, this, you know, but this is an opportunity to sort of change directions in the Plymouth County, uh, the Barnesville County DA's office. And then they just bring in a guy from Norwell. Right. You know, like, and I don't, like, I was on the, I spent a lot of time on the Cape this summer. I've seen more signs for the Republican candidates than I have for the one Democrat. Okay. Now that is a prime. There is a primary, so that could be that could be the reason, sure. right? But um, that's why I love primers. Yeah, I'm I'm not part of the school that thinks that primaries are bad. They're good right. for your party. But, anyway. but but yeah, but I mean the Cape is a little bit more conservative anyway. They've got yeah. a couple two conservative reps and. Before Sue Moran won that special election, there was a there was a Republican. Yep, Vinny DiMacito. Yeah, Vinny DiMacito. There was a Republican Senate that had the upper half of the Cape. Um, so I think I think that's probably going to stay uh, Republican. The Bristol County District Attorney's Office. We've covered that. Um, <laughs> we've we've covered it. Oh, we've covered it like a blanket. <laughs> <laughs> the. Um, <laughs> We've covered it like the county has been covered in uh, Tom Quinn for DA signs. They're everywhere, right? They're everywhere, all over the place. That's, enough four by eights to build a house. Yeah. It's, that was, so that race, will again, will be over September 6th. So um, 508-996-0500 uh, is how you get the program. I was talking to Barry today uh, about... Well, first of all, I got a call on WBSM.com about Maury Healy's uh, endorsement of Rep Strauss and Rep uh, Markey. I know the uh, big endorsements. That's a huge endorsement huge. because Maura Healy, interestingly enough, has made no secret about who she wants to bring to Beacon Hill with her. She's now doing this, I frankly think is kind of weird, um, uh, like campaigning on a ticket with and- Andrea Campbell for attorney general. I've never seen that before. Right. They have the buttons now with both of them on. It looks like the, the Lyndon Johnson Kennedy buttons. Yes. Right. And that's not an accident. No. <laughs> but, um, but, uh, so she's, she's endorsing a bunch of state reps. Apparently there was a column. There's an article in the Globe. I didn't see it. Uh, it doesn't look like the Al Gore Bill Clinton buttons though with a Confederate flag in the background. It does not. No. It does not. So <laughs> it does not look like that. Well, Al Gore is from um, Tennessee. Tennessee. And isn't the Confederate flag as we know it now uh, really just the Tennessee Confederate flag? Right. I don't know. I think it's something like that. Maybe I'm. Maybe but I'm I just wrong. remember those buttons and everyone when, when the when the yeah when the it was from Arkansas and Tennessee. Right. When, yeah. when the backlash against the Confederate flag came out, rightfully so, uh, mm-hmm. those buttons reemerged. Right. As a shut up. Like, <laughs> yeah, he, right. he's, your, he's your hero. Right. But anyway. Right. So not not to not to get diverted, but yeah. The, um, well, well, I think Maura Healy. I don't know. It's weird to want to name your successor when you're getting the governorship. Yeah. It might be a little too cute by half. Uh, yeah, I I gotta say, it's not something. And I vote. I, I obviously voted for Maury Healy, but if she had a contested primary, I would have voted for her anyway right. over Sonia Chang Diaz. But um, now I don't you, like this. I don't like this this whole ticket thing that they're trying to do. I I, I think that's going to turn people off. I do too. I, I will tell you that particularly when you when you talk about the fact that. Maura Healy was a lot more timid when she thought it might be Charlie Baker. But now that she has very light Republican opposition and no Democrat opposition, she's starting to flex her muscles because she has no competition, yeah. which I think is a bad look. I don't know if people look at it like that, but that's what I think. It was, is you were really 
really yes. timid when you had you thought you had a legitimate competition. Now that you have none, you you're now coming out of your shell. Yeah. That's a weird. It's like I want this person and that person and this person and that person. But I think the state rep endorsements are okay. Like I, I do just, too. I think the state I think they're rep, very important. I think yeah. I think that's important because her one of her her primary responsibilities is going to be making laws. <laughs> right. Right. And you so need she, a legislative team you can count on. And she she says she can count on Bill Strauss and Chris Markey in the in the state house. She's she has said that explicitly, and that's I think better than the statewide ticket thing she's trying to do i think that's i think it makes people say hmm why you know like and i like andrea campbell i've met her uh, a few times she's very nice and uh, she gave me a few uh, minutes um on the record uh a few months back when she came down to fall river she's very nice her team is very nice but um i think that you know, people are starting to look at this. Shannon Liss Rodin's coming, closing the gap. And as soon as it started to see, like, Andrea Campbell's endorsed by the Globe today. As soon as Shannon Liss Rodin started, and she she got endorsed by the Globe when she ran for Boston mayor, right? right? Despite the fact that Michelle Wood was the clear front runner. Right. Right. So when the gap started to close between Liss Rodin and, and Andrea Campbell, the Globe ran an absolute hit piece on Shannon Liss Rodin. They did. Absolute hit piece. It, like, it was so transparent and obvious that was like i wrote it that i don't think no seriously it was so transparent and obvious that i don't really think a rational reader could have could have could have actually said hmm yeah that's right she's a bad person you know (laughs) it was like she she had these massive class action settlement lawsuits she's endorsed by over like 50 labor unions right representing like over half a million laborers she's got past clients in the starring in the commercials yeah, exactly. And they were trying to say, well, she took too much money from her settlements. And it's like she took less than what was actually – she took less than what was most people actually take because okay. she took like 25% instead of 33%. But it was because these settlements were $100 million right. and all that. But right. she's also putting in a ton of work for those, of course, right? Of course. So so they, they ran an absolute hit piece on her. And it seems like there's a lot of circling the wagons now for for Campbell. So now you've got uh in Boston on the same day over the weekend, you had Campbell, you had uh Campbell, um Maura Healy and Ayanna Presley on one end of the city doing a rally for Campbell. On the other end of the city you had Liz Reardon, Elizabeth Warren who jumped in the race. Useless. Um <laughs> Michelle Wu. Not useless. And yeah, I, I agree. Um and uh, because we're we're because where Liz Rudin really needs to make an impact to her Andre Campbell is in Boston, right? And Michelle Wu just want to re- easily won a, 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 a municipal campaign there and has an organization there, exactly. And uh, and Kim Janey as well, which former mayor, kind kind of. <laughs> she had the seat for a while. She just lost it, kind of. So um, so anyway, yeah. So. Uh, I, I, it's really, it's really interesting. So you, you wonder why there's. I mean, my theory is this might be some bad blood between Wu, Janie, and Campbell because Campbell ran against them for mayor, uh, and also Campbell supported Kamala Harris instead of Warren for for uh, president. So that might have something to do with it as well. So I was on Twitter. That's my mistake. And yes, I saw a tweet that went out with a picture of Janie Presley. Campbell mm-hmm. and uh, no, it wasn't Jane, was it Janie Presley and Campbell? Because Janie's on with the side. I'm sorry, no, um, 
It was a, it's a, it's a uh, the Senator Edwards. Lydia Edwards. Yeah, Lydia Edwards. Yeah. So, and it was hashtag black girl power, right? Black girl power. And I thought to myself, that may have just been cute. Okay, there may, there may be something they joke around about. But I wonder how other people in the Democrat Party feel about that. Um, when, you, when, you, when you say we're doing this together as black people um, against the white lady. Yeah, right. Yeah. Know, and the Asian lady. Right. Um, it's uh, maybe I read too much into it. Maybe. But, you know, I just thought it was a little weird. I just got something just, I don't know. I thought it was a, I thought it was a, a strange thing when you're trying to make an expanding coalition. Yeah. To say all the black people are over here. Yeah, right. You're all over there, right? Yeah. I don't think that's, I don't think it's good politics. But again, I don't know the Boston Democrat Party politics the way they do. So, yeah. Maybe, it, maybe that makes sense. I, you know, my, when I was on with Barry today, he asked me if there was any surprises. I said it's hard to say if there's any surprises because um, it's hard to say if there's any surprises because the leading vote getter in all the polling is I don't know yet. Right. So there's nothing to expect. So there's no surprises. But I will say the surprise would be overall if Liz Reardon won the primary uh, on Tuesday because when Campbell jumped in. Earlier in the spring, it was largely seen as a coronation. Right. You know, she was, she had gotten all these insane endorsements. She was up in the polls by a significant margin uh, over Quentin Palfrey or Shanless Reardon. Then Shanless Reardon started spending her money. Yes. And she started getting out there. And she started she's spending it well. Her ads are good. Th- her ads are good. And, and here's the thing like, you can spend a ton of money in an election, not get anywhere, Mike Bloomberg. But if you are. Chris Gabrielli. Chris Gabrielli, right. But if you are an awful candidate, um, then it won't go anywhere. But she's clearly a good candidate. She's right. able to clearly make her message about the work she's done uh, as a practicing attorney. And I thought she did it really well when she was here in studio uh, with me, too. So, folks, on Tuesday, or well, up till Tuesday, um, we have... Not this Tuesday. The fo- it's the following Tuesday, day after Labor Day, is the primary. Now, on the governor's side, you've got races on the Republican side. You don't have a race really um, anymore. It's Healy. But you have a lot of very interesting down-ballot races. Mayor uh, Mitchell has come on and, and asked you guys to get out to vote. Let me ask everybody to get out and vote, guys. It's very important. We've gone out of our way to get candidates to come down here to the studio. Marks has done incredible work communicating with other comms people and getting them down here. Let's reward people on both sides of the aisle with our votes, right? If you're unenrolled, you can pull either Democrat or Republican, not both. You can pull either one of those ballots, and you've got choices on both sides. If you're Democrat, it's Democrat. If you're Republican, it's Republican. But let's get out and vote, really, guys. I was at the polling. I was actually at the, um, I went, at, I went literally as soon as I could. So you've already voted. I've already voted. I went literally as soon as I could. The elections warden, I said, what's your name? I said, Marcus Farrow. I was like, oh, I know that name. And now I know the face, Marcus yeah, Farrow. Funny. It was great. Yeah, it was great. So, uh, so then I, I voted and she said her and her husband listen all the time. So oh, I great. hope they're listening out. Super. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I went as soon as I could. I cast my votes. Um, and we'll see. I think I picked all the winners. <laughs> That's the theory. I think I, I think I picked all the winners. We'll see. I'll, uh, I'll let you guys know if I did. If I didn't, I won't let you know. <laughs> no, of course not. Well, Mark, did you have a column up today about the endorsement 
of Governor Healy. Yeah. I call it Governor Healy now because, um, unfortunately, my Republican Party's not doing much. And um, we would like to see Baker run again. At least I would have. But he didn't. He chose not to. And I guess I can appreciate that. Um, he's moving on to greener pastures, hopefully for him. Um, but it's very important, right? Yeah. I'll tell you why, folks. The governor has incredible power. Yeah. If you didn't, if you don't realize that, just look back on the spending bill for wind. That the, whether you agree with wind or not, see how much the governor dictated with his with a, with a, his own signature to come to New Bedford. Yeah. Right. You're talking about hundreds of millions of dollars because of wind. Yeah. It's very important when the new governor comes in. Our representatives have a relationship with her, mm-hmm. right? It's very important because there's going to be major policy and financial changes yes. to the state of Matt. There are, right? Yeah. And what was doesn't have to be, okay? Right. I mean, she can undo a lot of things. Not everything, but she can undo things. And I think it's very important that a guy like Chris Markey and a guy like Bill Strauss have a personal relationship with her. Like, she's gone out. And said, even though they have primary opponents, I want them. Back she doesn't have to. She didn't. She didn't have to because no matter what, they're going to have the the legislature is going to be a super majority in her favor, right? Right. So uh, she's going to be able to get a lot of what she wants anyway. But yes. she still felt it was really important to have uh, to let the people of the ninth and tenth Bristol district know that she likes or she wants and she needs. Chris Markey and, and, and Chairman Bill Strauss in the, in the state house. And so, for those people who don't know the district numbers, you, you're basically talking about for Chris Markey, it's Dartmouth and New Bedford, parts mm-hmm. of New Bedford. For um, Bill Strauss, you've got Fairhaven, Rochester, Mattapoisin, Marion. Fairhaven. Right <laughs> there, you go. Um, he's got a big. He's got a big and part of so, New Bedford so and a Cushnet. So it, yeah, so it's right. Part exactly. of Cushnet. Part of a Cushnet, uh, The southern part of a Cushnet. Parts of Ward 1 in New Bedford, uh, which used to be parts of Ward 3 and 4. It's changed. Yep. Um, now, uh, Fairhaven, Marion, Mattapoisett, Rochester. That's correct. Yeah. So, um, and he's he's gotten endorsed. He's, I think, run a great campaign, honestly. He's, I do, too. He, he's managed to secure endorsements from every elected board in the town of Fairhaven I've seen. Um, like the whole board. The whole board. Not, except for, except for me, because... <laughs> you wonder- I, I neutral. Yeah, I, I wanted to remain neutral. I, you know, I'm 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 here every night. So because your real loyalty is to the radio station and to the show. Exactly, and that's good. Yes. So, um, so, so he's gotten endorsements from every elected board in Fairhaven, every elected official in Fairhaven, except, again, except for myself. Um, uh, every a bunch of like the Marion Select Board, I believe, is endorsed at least two members of the Marion Select Board. I know Rochester. I know he's gotten you know former city councilors. He's gotten a, 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 on top. Of uh, more Healy, I think he's run a really good campaign. But Trapillo's run a strong campaign too. Trapillo has run a strong campaign. Um, I, w- I I would just say this: having been a member of a board of selectmen and having worked closely with reps, you know, I had a great relationship with John Quinn uh, when he was a state rep, and, and they can do a lot for you. Yeah, you know, I remember I remember we, we were looking at getting a trying to get a traffic light. And again, I know that type of stuff sounds mundane, but it's not right. And not for um, your not for your constituents, it's really not. And John Quinn took me up to meet with. Monahan, who was then the Secretary of Transportation, who happened to be a Republican, but it didn't matter because yeah. when they're reps, they have a, they, and they build relationships. So it's important that you're able to work with with your state representative, and, and that your state representative is able to work with you. Okay, that that is a very very important part of the calculation. Absolutely, and actually, one of um, 
One of Leon Corey's, uh, I think, claim to fames when he was running for select board is he was able to communicate with Rep Strauss about the traffic light situation on, on the corner of uh, Alden Road and Route 6, and they were able to uh, figure that out and fix it. Right. 508-996-0500. Good evening. Thanks for holding. Hey, gents. Um, I, I caught uh, the beginning of the uh, the interview with uh, uh, the DA. I uh but, but I, you know, I just, what you guys were just talking, it made me think about, uh, you know, uh, when you're walking around, you see the signs and kind of gives you an indication of who's got support. And uh, it's nothing down here compared to what it used to be and uh, what it maybe still is. But I, what I experienced up in Dorchester and South Boston, oh, yeah. the, right. you know, the signs were a, um, you know, that, that was virtual signaling at its, at its best. And uh, I remember the mayor's race between uh, when Menino won, but it was uh, Brett, uh, I'm going to forget his name now, Brett, what was it, Brett Walsh? Uh, he, he was, was a state, state rep. rep. Um, yeah, and it was Menino, yep. who was city councilor, and there was there was a third person that's like, well, if you work for the state, you're voting for rep, uh, for Brett. <laughs> if you right. work for the city, you're voting for Menino. And, right. and, and, and you were going to put a sign up. Because, you know, that's who put signs up. It's There's people that are passionate about politics that put signs up. But generally speaking, these people kind of owe their their livelihood to these people that, you know, like you were saying, you know, they can spend hundreds of millions of dollars down here of our money, you know, the state. Well, you got to get on the right side of that, right? You got to show your loyalty. Yeah, no, I, 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 I I agree. I mean, it's something. Once you take, you got to give. Right, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's you know, and I'm not, but you know, when you see the the signs, you, I I look at the house and I go, hmm, yeah, I wonder what they do for work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You you got you got a gig, you know. I do that and, too. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, and I you know, listen, that's that's the way it is, and I, God bless them, but uh, I I'm I'm kind of more nervous that there's a, um, and I, that our local reps that are probably going to get reelected. Um, you know, are going to be tied in and, and with uh, the new governor, which is probably going to be Healy. This this kind of one party system is, is I don't know, it's probably nuts. You know, well, and you've got to get involved in the Republican Party and, and help build the party because they're a disaster. I used to be a very active Republican. It's a disaster. I agree. Now. What, what was you remember a couple of years ago? They 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 bagged the, the party for spending the money on free parking passes for parties up in boston do you remember that i, they, I they, don't remember they, that but it's been one thing after another really the party was uh the way the party was spending their money it was about two years ago um it was really questionable they, they they got all these passes up at one of the big parking garages in boston uh, so they could have their soirees and you know instead of supporting whomever uh you know with some on the ground uh you know, money. You know, you know what I, you know what I actually wanted to ask guys before I you let me go sure. is, um, did you? I, I only caught the beginning of it, but with the DA at Plymouth County, and I understand he's unopposed in the primaries as, as the Democratic nominee is. <laughs> right. Did Did you get into uh, the the Soros money? Did I miss that? Oh, we, we, didn't, we didn't ask about it, but, we'll, he, he, but again, we'll have him back in November. I just talked we'll to ask, his. We'll ask tomorrow because you're going to have the um, the Democrat, Democrat. Yeah, 
And, yeah. and I mean, Soros wrote the piece on the uh, Wall Street Journal saying why he donates to him and why he thinks it's effective and why he, you know, believes in, in that okay. know, form of prosecution. Yeah, I'll ask it, him tomorrow. It'd be interesting. Yeah, I'll ask him tomorrow. No, a great I, question. I know I, I just actually talked to D.A. Cruz's uh, comm staff um, during the break. Uh, during the the news break, he'll he'll definitely be back, and we'll look forward to it. I really enjoyed that interview uh, with him, so it was good. So yeah, yeah. even 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 if, yeah, and I mean even uh, on another night, you know, not uh, listen. Election season's when it's over. You know, you guys are going to have to what juice it up, uh, right? <laughs> right. You, you know that always, yeah. But but that, no, know, I'm but taking these, it off. Good and, and the questions won't go away if there's a if, if he gets reelected or, or there's a replacement. You know, but how we treat. As a society, how how we prosecute and how we how we treat our problems is uh, is always is always good information to uh, to to consider and to debate and inform people about. So I, you know, anyway, good stuff, guys. Thanks, Thanks for having me Thank on. Thanks. Thanks. Appreciate Thanks. it. No problem. So actually, in just the, if you had only caught part of the uh, the DA Cruz uh, interview, it's already up on podcasts anywhere podcasts are offered. To include our website, so go check it out. We're going to take this break. We'll be right back. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris and Marcus here on WBSM. Download the W. Hey, welcome back to South Coast Tonight. I'm Marcus. I'm Chris. 508-996-0500. Good evening. Yeah, good evening. What's up, man? Hey, you haven't called in a while. Ah, I've been, man, this Trump stuff's getting to be so bad, I've been getting away from it. <laughs> it's It's mind-boggling. It sure is. And, and you're not a Trump I'm, supporter. Imagine being a, being a guy who voted for Trump, who supported Trump, who's watching this. I mean, it's, 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 it's outrageous. Oh, actually, there was a time I did support Trump. I kind of changed, but I'm not a Biden fan either. So yes. it's like, we got, you got Coca Pepsi. Take your pick, fellas. Right, I hear you. I'm just tired of it. I, I needed a break. So I, you know, I didn't really don't talk about it that often. No, no. From the political stuff. Well, that's why we don't we don't talk about that stuff anyway. It, 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 frankly, a lot of it, most of the time, it doesn't interest me that much. Well, here's the thing: I like being able to bring you guys information that I know is accurate. Okay, that so we just had Tim Cruz here. We have the sheriff here. We have his opponents here. We're generating news, and we're and we're able to authenticate it. Okay, which I think is very important. How do I know? What I read in the New York Times is correct. I don't, you know. I mean, after a while, it usually comes out one way or another. Mm-hmm. But the only thing I could talk about the Mar-a-Lago raid is what I know is in the papers. And yeah. a lot of that stuff has been put in the papers to try to influence me and other people in the media to, to, to feel a certain way about it, you know. But Yeah, we don't know for sure exactly <laughs> what went down yet. You don't. You don't. And uh, I will just say this. I think that, to me, it feels like overreach by the FBI. However, when you're talking about national security issues, I lean in favor of the government, okay? So I've got... You can't serve two masters, right? Of course I do, right? But I recognize that one of the ways to keep politically sensitive items out of the public view is to label the national security, okay? And and so... But I also, as, as as a fan of Donald Trump, more so in the past... And I wonder why he was doing what he clearly was doing. Yeah. What is his game plan? He's not a stupid guy. He's not I'm a traitor. All that stuff is foolishness. The guy has a plan, and 
He executed it. He got to become president of the United States. Yeah. He never ran for dog catcher and then became president. So he's not a stupid guy, but he is no, a reckless no. guy. He is, yeah. What did he do? Why is he... Why did he, he play perhaps with the FBI? sell nuclear Putin? secrets to the Saudi Arabian government? I don't think he sold them to him. I don't think that's yeah, the issue at all. Gave them to him? I, I don't think any of that is the issue. I don't oh, think man. it's nuclear secrets. I, I got to tell you. <laughs> I mean, the fact that they leaked that it's nuclear secrets to the to the to the um, to the to the media was was obviously a head fake. Obviously, I would say what? that my, as I've said this from the beginning, my theory of the case is that. He grabbed documents that prove his points about the Biden family, Obama, and Clinton. That's that's what he was doing. Mike, that's his obsession. Might be uh, he grabbed them for what? So he has them. That's so proof. So remember this. You're, you, as you know, Marcus, your, 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 your rights to government invasion are protected when you're in the United States. Mm-hmm. When you travel overseas, if the NSA picks up your conversation, it's not protected. Yes. That ends up in documents, okay? Mm-hmm. And we, we're hearing that there's signal, there's signal interceptions in these documents. Of course, that's all leaked information. We don't know. We're hearing there's what's called human sources, potential human sources. My feeling, again, is if you look at Donald Trump's political career, he's obsessed with his enemies. He's obsessed with making his enemies look bad. My feeling is he took documents that, were de- that he declassified, but he wanted them. To, to prove his points on the Biden family, on the Clintons, on Obama, and other people, maybe Republicans, in the, in the Senate and House. You know? I mean, look, he's gone on a jihad against Liz Cheney. Yeah. Does he have documents on her father? Oh, I bet he does. Right? <laughs> I mean, because I'm, I'm telling you, I don't, I don't think it's nuclear secrets. I don't think the government would have let them sit in the basement of Mar-a-Lago for so long. And I don't think that stuff interests Trump. I don't. I really don't. I think he's interested in, in getting well, there was a, there was an investigation by the House Oversight Committee in 2019 that had <laughs> alleged that he had, he had given nuclear secrets to the Saudi Arabian government. Okay, they also said he was a Russian spy. Okay, fair enough. I mean, the, you can't... I mean, the insanity that this guy has been subjected to is, is unbelievable. But anyway, we're not going to no, talk boo-hoo. about it. We're not going to talk about it. Boo-hoo, I feel so bad for the 45th president of the United States. You know who Trump kind of reminds me of? Although I don't think he wears dresses and stuff like that. He reminds me of J. Edgar Hoover. That was another guy that had stuff on everybody. And if you crossed him, he went went out to get you. I would say that they're starkly different people. but Well, J. um, Edgar Hoover built the FBI. And there's a lot of people today say his name should not be on the building. Yeah. Right, we had to pay the it's United States guy. government had to pay a hundred million dollars to some Italian Americans who he helped frame yeah. using the testimony of a guy from New Bedford, Joe Barbosa. Mm-hmm. Right, they spent. Oh, I heard and it. And they were on the. Wait, wait a second. People always think of the. Oh, they spent all the time in jail, folks. They were on death row originally. Yeah, it's they Joe, originally he was trying to kill them. Joe the Animal Barbosa, he's from Providence, right? New Bedford. Oh, he's from New Bedford. That's yeah. right. He, yeah, no, but he, but he, he was part of the, the whole Providence. He was. Yeah. Um, he thought he was. Until he, he wasn't. He was. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he wasn't. All right, hey, we got to take this break. Thanks for the call. I Thanks appreciate call, it. brother. Yeah, Joe 1420 WBS. And welcome back to the show. So, Marcus, we had started talking about the Healy endorsement mm-hmm. and how that's playing out in the Dartmouth election. Yeah. Um, with with uh, Chris Markey, the incumbent, and uh, Cameron Costa, who's the Black Lives Matters activist who's running against him. And um, 
What I thought was pretty interesting is is um, Cameron Cosby, who I think is a pretty nice kid, or at least a can, talent, excuse me, talented kid. Oh, he's a political talent for yeah. sure. Yeah. He started out by endorsing Healy's opponent. Sony Chang Diaz. Yeah, he endorsed Sony Chang Diaz. That was his first major political decision. It was yeah. obviously a bad decision. Terrible, actually. And then she dropped out. Mm-hmm. He has picked up a lot of endorsements, though. He has. He's been endorsed by the Coalition for Social Justice. He's been endorsed by the AFL-CIO of Massachusetts. I think the I teachers. Think, I think the MTAs endorsed him yes, as well. I believe so. He, he's been in very involved. Even for a kid his age, he's been very, very involved. He's on, uh, he was on the Student Advisory Council. He was a baker appointed to the Student Advisory Council on the uh, Higher board, uh, board of Education. He was also doing some stuff with DPH, um, Department of uh, Public Health. So he, he's been very involved. And he sat on he sat on the the board of a local labor union as well. But it's very clear that um, I believe um, Healy, Attorney General Shane, Healy, Shane Burgos endorsed him too. Oh well, then he's going to lose the um, the. Uh, the what, I what, like what do you mean by that? I like Shane, but boy, he's got a heck of a track record. Um, so I don't, I don't know what you mean. Well, come on, I'll show you the math. So <laughs> so anyway, the um, he's also he endorsed Shane, Shane Diaz. He did. Chang, you know, Chang Diaz. He did. But it's very clear that Attorney General Healy's taking attendance this time around, right? She mm-hmm. knows who endorsed her. She knows who endorsed her opponent. Mm-hmm. And she's going to be the governor. Right. And I think she just generally um, wants to work with these legislatures. But she I mean, I mean, generally Str- knows Bill, who supported her Bill Strauss is her. Bill Strauss is the chairman of transportation, yes. right? So... Um, and Chris Markey sits on, you know, Chris Markey sits on a bunch, yeah, a bunch of, of really influential uh, committees. So I think that, um, I think that, I don't know. I think she appreciates maybe, uh, I think Chris Markey's seen as more of a pragmatic legislator, not pragmatic, but yeah, I would say pragmatic legislature. He gets along with the attorney general. He, get, You know, it's very interesting. He gets along very close with Baker. Really, he gets along very well with Baker. Um, he, um, although he opposed him on the dangerousness hearings, but you know he has a good relationship with Baker to the point where he talks to their staff a lot. He knows what they're doing, and um, they know what he's doing. He's, you know, he, he um, of course, with his long time, you know, work as a prosecutor, he was very interesting on the dangerous bill because he explained to me why he voted against it, and I found it very interesting. We're going to have him in on Monday. Chris, we'll have Chris in on Labor Day. Chris will be on um, on Monday, and Cameron will be in on Friday. So, I, my question is, how did Cameron get all these endorsements? What did he promise to get these? Endorsements? Well, he sat. I mean, he again. He's he's part of the Student Advisory Council and the New Bedford. I mean, the, the Do State him a Board favor. Of, Stop saying that. Higher Higher Board of Education. Oh, I mean, you're you're asking you're asking a question. I'm no, trying no, to no, answer no, it. No, no, no. I'm saying. When you, every time you say he was on the student advisory thing, you forget he's just still basically a student. He is. I mean, he's literally a student. He says that publicly. Okay. He's he's going for his he's going for his masters. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I wonder. So, what did he tell the teachers union he would do that Chris Mark? That's won't a good do? question, and that's what we'll ask him on uh, on Friday. I'm looking forward to that actually, because those people are sophisticated lobbyists. They've got a special interest. It's you know. They know what they're doing. They're not yeah. asking. They're, they're, and they don't generally, Marcus, you'll back me up on this. 
Labor uh, unions don't, don't don't do that. Labor unions and lobbyists generally back the incumbent. They usually do, they usually do. So um, what did did Cameron Costa tell them he will do for them that Chris Markey won't do? It's a great question. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. We're going to take a break and we'll be right back. Why should you download the? Come back. Chris. Welcome back, Carter. Hey. <laughs> um, Jimmy Carter still 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 going, still kicking. I don't know how. It's not booze. It's not booze. No. Anyway, so we were talking about local races. Um, there's a lot going on. We can also talk about the. Um, we can also talk about the uh, the sheriff's race. We can talk about maybe some statewide stuff going on. Maybe some local stuff in the new in the city council. Um, I don't know if there's a council meeting this week. Maybe we can go back to check. Uh, See if we can do a council post game this week. I'm not sure. So, Marcus, what do you think about the MBTA ballot question? Uh, you think it's going to pass? Kind of scared because, uh, well, it should pass. I think it's going to pass. I think it's good that it's a like a, a statewide general election year, so you're going to get people that turn out that don't typically turn out in the local elections um, that maybe aren't as curmudgeonous yes <laughs> and so uh that may be on as curmudgeonous as a local election popular uh populace and so that maybe um this i think that i think it'll pass on that if it were just like a special election that was held in like the february or something like that right. then i'd be scared so john mitchell uh, explained one thing about this he was on tim weisberg show um and he pointed to one of the reasons that uh, there was a delay uh, in getting the question on the ballot, which which is not going to impact the election, but is they wanted to know whether they could get away with doing a, doing a, the November election or whether they had to have a special election. And it took the Secretary of State's office a little bit of time to get back on the legal part of that. Yeah. So that's one of the reasons why it took a little longer for, them, for us to hear about it um, than maybe we would have normally. Yeah, and I, I think that's again. I think it's it's a good thing to put it on this uh, on this election. I think it'll pass. I think most people, despite what a lot of callers are saying, and uh, some of the commentary is like, you know, there's some real doozies of uh, of uh, of takes going out there. But uh, I think generally most people that are going to show up will uh, vote yes. Look, here's the reality of it: it's going to cost the city taxpayers a little bit of money. I don't know exactly the number. Which I think we need to, we're going to have to know before we vote on it. Yeah. But I think it's going to be worth it. And um, the, the numbers I'm hearing in my conversation with the city leaders is that it's not an insurmountable amount of money and it's not going to have an impact on the taxpayers and it's not going to have an impact on the overall budget. In other words, yeah. it's, it's going to be a few, you know, a few dollars, no doubt about it. Yeah. But they're not going to have to do a tax increase. They're not, you know, it's already money that's going into the system. It's being used for other things. It's not going to result in any loss of services anywhere else. And that this has always basically been planned for. Right. Yeah. 508-996-0500. We're going to take a news break. We'll see you on the other side of the 9 o'clock hour.